Welcome to the Ear Poison Podcast, guys. Thank you for joining me today. So for long-term fans of the Born Guy Podcast, that has sadly come to an end. I'm sure that most people have been wondering where I've been. I've been um, away for since, I think, November of last year and had other projects in the pipeline. And for me, at least, if I'm going to do a project or if I'm going to put some, you know, do something, I'm going to put 110% effort in. And I just thought the Born and Guard podcast has sort of run its course, and but not podcasting. So I was just, I was, you know, I had other projects, as I said, on the go, and I just couldn't commit to doing uh, the Born and podcast anymore, which is, you know, a shame I did enjoy it, but um, <laughs> I did enjoy the rap, but don't worry, that is still, still going to be happening. So the Born and Guard podcast may be done. So what is the Ear Poison podcast? What's, what, what the hell is it basically? Well, it is a podcast that is pretty much day-to-day of what's happening out in the world. The big, scary, fucking world that is completely and utterly, in my honest opinion at the moment, completely fucked. And you might be hearing a few curse words throughout this entire program. And if you're not a keen person that likes swear words, probably this isn't the podcast for you. But this is raw. This is not scripted. This is not edited in any way. It is just off-the-cuff reactions of what's happened obviously in the last 24 to 48 hours okay so it's a very and i give you a, a perception of someone that's very young that's very outspoken and someone that uh, probably shouldn't be giving his two cents for every single subject but tends to do because he thinks he's the most important person on the planet but away from my showbiz side i guess i can call that that's pretty bad isn't it though so Listen in, it's a, it's a daily show, and it's going to be something that I don't think you guys would probably expect, but hopefully you guys will definitely enjoy it. So this is just a welcome to the Ear Poison podcast. So hopefully you guys tune in every single day from today onwards, and we'll be bringing great content and a lot more exciting things. But I'm going to start off with something very, very personal that's happened over the last 24 hours in the AFL world, because that's basically my passion. It's it's what the boarding go is probably built on. And I thought, I'm going to start off with the AFL because I need to rant. I need to vent. I need to decompress after what has been a, I would say, a very distasteful, depressing, almost a, um, mm, I have to use the really crack word here, but it has been, in essence, a shit show and absolutely fuckery for the last week or so. So I am a Port Adelaide supporter. And as a Port Adelaide supporter, I I don't know what other AFL clubs feel like, particularly fans, but for Port Adelaide fans, it is... I can pretty much give you this description this way. It's like going out with the most gorgeous woman. She is just perfect, head to toe. I mean, she's got a great body, you know... Every part of her, I mean, she smiles like a queen. The way she looks at you, she just... And you just go, wow, like, this perfect person is with me. But then there's signs that you go, hmm, okay, she's see... You know, buys too many things, or she's um, not clean and doesn't tidy up. And you're just like, you can live with that because she's so gorgeous, it doesn't really matter. But then she hangs out with her friends who are guys and sort of like, it gets a bit weird, you know, and then it becomes a lot more emotionally draining after a while. 
the fights become a lot more aggressive. And then you're stuck in a situation where you can't leave her because you know there is no one better. But you also think, holy fuck, what the fuck has happened to my life? That is what it's like to be a Port Adelaide supporter. Not just this year, but for every single fucking year since our inception. We have been a donkey ass of a club that has been built on what used to be built on. Uh, for true journalists and true people that know Port Adelaide, it was built on the, the Port Adelaide Magpies, the hard, blue-collar, steel workers working out of the ports. That was Port Adelaide. It was a team that you'd fear coming up against. They played with such energy, passion, played for the badge, if you want to say that. And so for this year, at least, it has been a roller coaster. It has been what I would describe as... Well, heartbreak, insipidous performances, embarrassing performances, heartless performances, spineless performances, bullshit performances, fucking useless performances, and as of North Melbourne's game last week, an utter lack of respect for the fans for not even turning the fuck up. Now, I know what most people would think. Why would you get so riled up after the game? Well, I watched, and this is true, and I am a dead set Port Adelaide fan. I could only watch one quarter of that because I knew from the first bounce that we weren't ready to play. The tap from Todd Goldstein, Ollie Wines is... I like Ollie, but he has had a fucking useless year. And the person... In that department, and I don't know whose fucking decision it was, if it was Keith Thomas's, if it was Derek Kosh's, if it was the GM, if it was fucking... We'll get on to Ken Hinkley very shortly. Mark my words on that. But obviously, there was someone in that football department, or that structure, or the board, or someone that thought, hey, after 140 years of having one fucking captain... Do you know what we're going to do to the fans of Port Adelaide Football Club? We're going to give them a curveball. We're, well, we're not going to do just one captain, which what Port Adelaide st- stood for, and have the number one jumper, which is traditional Port Adelaide. Nope. Nope. We're just going to chuck that the fuck out. And what we're going to do is going to have co-captains, because you know what? Having co-captains has always worked in the AFL. Mm-hmm. And it also works in business. Because when was the last time you... I've heard of two CEOs, two presidents. It, it doesn't really work. Having two co-captains also doesn't really work. It, what it basically does is it deflects blame when one is playing absolutely fucking deplorable, Ollie Wands, and Tom Jonas, who has played below par this year. And let's be, let's be frank about that. He has played below par, below expectations. So, after North Melbourne's annihilation, I took a step back because I thought, no, I'm not going to react on my radio shows. I'm just going to be calm, collected, and just breathe, you know? I'm just going to let it all sink in. But what happened was, what happened was, there were a lot of fans and a lot of people in the media saying, worst performance since 2007, disgraceful, embarrassing every single word you could use to describe that performance and then there's a uh, a youtuber called the pair and he um 
does his review of Port Adelaide. And as much as I love listening to his program, I couldn't, as a Port Adelaide fan, stomach some of the things he was saying. Because he'd be right in his to say that our players were deplorable. The coaching, the selection was deplorable, sure. We can get on to that. But my biggest problem, my biggest gripe with this football club now is the emotional toll they have put on its fans. Because they do not give a shit about us as fans. And I believe that because of the fucking letter Keith Thomas did. Keith Thomas can fuck off. Seriously, Keith Thomas can fuck off, go back to Norwood, go back to whatever fucking thing he was doing before he was Port Adelaide's chairman. He can fuck off. No, sorry, he is the CEO. My mistake. He can fuck off, though. Because what he did, he what he wrote, is deflecting blame, even though he put blame on himself. He decided, along with Koshi, to go to China, which was the single-handed, dumbest decision in our football club's history. And then, to add insult into the wounds, they stop caring about its members, okay? The, 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 member side, the member side of things has dwindled, and they thought they were bigger than Ben Hill, which put Adelaide, we're not about that. We're not Collingwood or Richmond or Adelaide. We are the blue-collar, underdog, fight-out-to-the-end sort of club. We're not this big boy club, and we never were, and we never should be, because that goes against the grain of what Port Adelaide is supposed to stand for as a football club. So then you go on to say, yada, 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 bullshit, 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 words, 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 fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. They were my, after reading it, because for whatever reason, he has not done anything yet. I don't think anything can be done for this football club at this point, at this late end of the season. And then you read what Caroline Wilson wrote the other day, which was yesterday in the um, on the AFL site and was on um, what is it the um, the footy show on it eleven o'clock. I didn't I didn't get to see it, but I just read the article. And I don't know how true this is, but if it's true that we are significant, if we are hemorrhaging money, if we are, I won't say bankrupt because we won't be bankrupt, but we are financially in trouble as a football club and we're asking star players like Travis Boak, Robbie Gray, I'm sure probably Scott Lossett, Charlie Dixon and a few others, um, our bigger and better, and Ollie Wines probably, our bigger and better named players, asking them to roll over their contracts from 2019 to 2020 so we can be finan- so we can pay everyone. Now, if that comes out as true, I am just going to say this once and for all. This football club is fucking dead. Because you've fucking killed its fucking membership. You've killed the fucking spirit of Port Adelaide. Keith Thomas can fuck off. But as much as I want Keith Thomas to fuck off, resign, I don't fucking care. He, he has to go. Okay? He has been deplorable. David Kosh needs to shut his fucking mouth. Do his show on Sunrise. Say to the whole fucking AFL world, I'm a fucking clown as a boardman and I'm resigning. Because that might be the best thing for Port Adelaide's future. Because I don't know what sort of wank fucking fest is up on that fucking boardroom. But the reason we're playing so shithouse on the field is because we have a fucking board that's so fucking inept, incompetent at their job, that they can't do a fucking budget and ask two legends. And I do mean this, legends of our football club, to roll over their contracts, okay, to 2020, and ask for less money. 
What sort of fucking football club does that? Seriously, what sort of fucking football club has the gore, the fucking right to do that? If I was Robbie Gray and Travis Burke, if I was their manager, if I saw them on the street, I would shake their hand and I would say to them, guys, you've had a great career at Port Adelaide. I would not care if they decide to ask for a trade because they are legends of our football club. They do not deserve the bullshit that they have been stuck with. They have to play alongside Tom Rockcliffe, who is slow as a fucking ox, Sam Powell Pepper, who puts heart in, but little fucking skill for it. You have Sam Gray, who is the fucking mini-me of shithousery. You have Charlie Dixon, who is on so much fucking money, I cannot believe it. It is staggering how he plays AFL sometimes. You have Patrick Ryder, Peter Adams, who I think Peter Adams is going to get a raw deal of things. And Scott Lysette is playing in the fucking reserves. Fuck me. So, besides our off-field deplorableness, when it comes to doing fucking salaries and being and asking our greats of our football club to take a pay cut, basically, and to roll it over the next two years... You're going to ask the members to pay fucking money for that fucking shit show. For six long years, we have been the most inconsistent team in the AFL. We have a game plan that does not stand up under pressure. We have a team that, under pressure, cannot fucking deliver. It is the equivalency of a dude trying to get laid and his, you know, ding-dong basically goes down the order, right? Just when the hottest girl is up. When the hottest girl is grinding on you, wants you, and you just can't deliver. That is what's like for Port Adelaide. It is the chokiest fucking football club I have ever supported. And I will always support my football club. But we are going into the territory. I'm going to use a different sporting team now. We're going into the territory of the fucking Arsenal Football Club. Because they have been known for a very long time as the Jelly Babies, as Spineless Wonders, as a team when it comes to it, will choke. I think actually now, Arsenal can no longer have that title. That title belongs to Port Adelaide. Because we choke when it matters on and off the fucking field. We are a fucking disgrace of a fucking football club. Keith Thomas can just fuck off at this point. He can seriously just fuck off. I do not want to hear his bullshit excuses. I don't want to hear him front the fucking media. He can't even do fucking media commitments now. So I don't know what master fucking plan he's come up with. And so along the lines of poor list management... Poor salary management, poor whatever you want to call fucking on the field is. That is down to the board. That is down to the structure of the integrity of the football club. That goes down to Keith Thomas and David Kosh. Now those two should be walking out the door. Honestly, they should walk out the door and never step back into my fucking football club as long as I fucking live. The players that need to leave this football club and I'm not joking about this, is Patrick Ryder, Sam Gray, I would seriously consider put Sam, I would seriously consider putting Sam Power Pepper on the trade block. I would carry the cap, I would ask Charlie Dixon to take a pay cut because his pay is ridiculously too high. Now, 
as much as people like to rave about our young talent, yes, absolutely. Xavier Dersman's had a good year. Zach Butters has shown great signs. Connor Rosie, future All-Australian, maybe even Brandon Mellis if he bulks his body up. Dan Houston could be an A-grade midfielder. Yep. Tom Cleary, yep. Uh, Ollie Wines, if he comes back and doesn't do anything stupid over the offseason, yeah, he can get back to his bed. But we've been reliant too too long on the veterans. We've been too reliant on Travis Boak and Robbie Gray to carry us. And when that can no longer happen. Now, on my last point for this podcast, and on this subject matter, I need to talk about Ken Hinckley. There are people in this football club who support this football club, that believe he's done a good job. That he's made some brave decisions. It's not a fucking brave decision to get rid of Chad Wingard. Chad Wingard, to me, was a problem. Chad Wingard was lazy. Chad Wingard was a an enigma. But I'm sure that Hawthorne will bring the best out of Chad Wingard. I am very certain than that. Chad Pollock left because we didn't offer him enough money. Jasper Peter, uh, no big loss there. But... And I do mean this. For anyone that thinks that Ken Hinckley has any now as a football coach is either just blind to the fact that they don't watch Port Adelaide week in and week out or two are just a fan of Ken Hinckley. I've never met the man. I've never met... I would... I would... I, I, I couldn't meet the man because I couldn't contain my anger and my frustrations at him as a coach. Because he has been a fucking clown at selection. He's been a fucking clown in the box. He is a fucking joker of, of a fucking coach. And any single Port Adelaide fan worth their salt has to know that he cannot fucking coach this football club for shit. And that is a fact. He is the equivalency of Brendan Bolton. And his winning record basically equals... Brendan Bolton at this point, and Brendan Bolton was maybe the worst coach in AFL history in my eyes. What Ken Hinckley's problem is, and it's very simple, is when it's going bad, it goes really bad. He can't change on field. He doesn't have the tactical nous to change it. He is, oh, well, well, I guess we'll have to stick with that. That is his problem. He does, the, the only way he does hard decisions is when he backs against the wall. When it's backs against the wall, Port Adelaide players like we're the fucking champions of football. That we're going to win a flag. And then the next week, it is down the fucking gutter line. That is not... I am not sure how, if it's the player psychology that we have weak-minded players in our squad, or we have a coach that is insipidous, incompetent, and an enabler to allowing these piss-poor performances week in and week out. We are the most inconsistent team in the AFL. We are the most inconsistent team, maybe in Australian sports history. Six years I have put up with this bullshit. Six years I've had to deal with this absolute fuckery. I've had to deal with a clown as a coach. I've had to deal with jelly baby players that when it comes to it, that moment, they know how to rip out the heart of a fucking fan and go, oh well, we tried. Fuck off. The barest of efforts is to fucking try. No heart, just a spineless bunch of overpaid wankers with a coach that is a donkey and should be fucked off with all the rest of them. That is all I'm going to say about Ken Hinckley. That is all I'm going to say about Port Adelaide because if I say any more, I'm going to use words like, well, I've used pretty much every other word in the English dictionary. I'm not going to use the C word just yet 
But that might occur if we don't get rid of the fucking donkey as of next Monday. Because we aren't playing finals. Okay? Straight off the bat, we're not playing finals. So next Sunday at 5 p on 6 p.m. our West Australian time, the only thing I want to hear from Kenny Glee, whether we win or lose, is I've been sacked. That is the only thing that matters to me. That's the only thing that I give a fuck about at this point, is that he is gone from my football club, along with Keith Thomas and David Koch. The whole board needs to be removed, and people and people from football need to be brought in. I'm not sure if Gavin Ranganin is part of the board, or he's just an ambassador, but Gavin Ranganin needs to be the chairman of our club. I we, or uh, We need a legend at our club. We need some help, because we are, as a football club, we are on our knees at this point. And it's quite sad to witness.